A new report finds that alcohol consumption even in small quantities, can have a big impact on your health. The report says having more than six drinks a week leads to an increased risk of a host of health issues, including cancer. And as a result, the recommended guidelines for alcohol consumption have changed. Dr. Peter Bott is the co-chair of Canada's low-risk alcohol drinking guidelines. Dr. Bott is an associate professor of the Department of Family Medicine, the College of Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. Dr. Bott, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time for us today. Thank you and good afternoon. What changed? What was looked at that led to these changes in the recommendations? Well, there are a number of things. The, the quality of the, the research has improved and there's been a deeper dive into some of the issues with regards to cancer and alcohol, as well as uh, heart disease and alcohol. As you might recall, not so very long mm -hmm. ago, people were told that alcohol is good for your heart in small amounts. Uh, that's been debunked as well. I suppose one of the biggest changes is that the comparison we used in the past was uh, what we called current abstainers, or just abstainers across the board. And that include people who were sick quitters, people who no longer drank because they were ill for any number of different reasons. So they, that wasn't a very healthy comparison. What we use now is our lifelong abstainers. Mm. And uh, that would be people who have never drank alcohol, of course. And, and so you have a better comparison of the impact of alcohol in terms of people's health amongst those who do drink. So that was, uh, those were a couple of reasons why there are differences. And Dr. Bott, so the, um, the, the last set of guidelines about the amount um, that was okay, I guess, to drink for men and women was updated last in 2011. And it said that men should limit their alcohol consumption to no more than three drinks a day and 15 a week. Women should stick with a maximum of two drinks per day and 10 drinks per week. With this report that was released yesterday, and it talks about six drinks per week is that men and women like is that just you know across the board that's kind of the top end that you should be looking at uh, yes, uh, it, it has changed because uh, what we've identified is just how much more toxic alcohol is than we previously appreciated. And, um, you know, frankly, w there's research that's been done that's showing that the people who are drinking within those previous um, or the current but old lowest drinking guidelines were actually coming to harm. There were people developing cancer drinking at those levels. So the lower levels with regards to the difference in men and women, what we find at those low levels, one to two drinks per week for very low risk, nothing greater than, than uh, someone who's uh, a lifetime abstainer, or three to six drinks per week, we find that there isn't a significant difference between mm -hmm. men and women. However, once you get to seven drinks per week plus, it starts to diverge, and women... Um, experience more harms faster than men because of the way they metabolize alcohol, yeah. their size, and uh, other metabolic and physiological reasons. So, they, yes, they are more sensitive, but it's also important to keep in mind that the risks and harms that women experience are different than that which men experience. Uh, men experience more uh, violence, more accidents, more injuries, and more death. Um, in part because they, they tend to be heavier drinkers, as opposed to women who, who acquire very quickly at higher levels of consumption 
um, more harms related to cancer, liver disease, heart disease, and so on. Uh, one of the things I, that I'm not sure that, uh, that a lot of folks are uh, truly aware of is the fact that alcohol has been classified as a group one carcinogen for for decades we we talked about this on the show i think it was about a year ago and i think a lot of people were really really quite surprised by that should there be warning labels about that on alcohol bottles well we'd like to call them uh, information labeling <laughs> it's a little bit softer if you will but absolutely if you have a class one carcinogen that's uh, being produced and sold to be ingested don't you think the canadian public deserves to know that it, that they might mm. be running that sort of risk it's um it, it's a problem and of course we did identify labeling starting off with standard drink labeling so people can measure and therefore manage what it is they're drinking with uh, the, all the different types of alcohol beverages that are out there. It, it's hard to keep track of what actually is a standard drink and how much people are consuming. And then, of course, there's the, the issue with regards to nutrition as well as uh, alcohol and health labeling with regards to cancer, heart disease, and so on. But with regards to the, uh, the cancer specifically, yeah. there's seven cancers that have been identified as causally associated with alcohol. 24% of breast cancer is, has been demonstrated to be caused by alcohol. 20% of colon cancer, 15% of rectal cancer, 13% of liver cancer, and then on with uh, throat, mouth, larynx, and, and esophagus. Mm. So all of those, predominantly in the GI tract, but also breast, uh, have um, an association with alcohol use. Uh, when we, you know, over the past uh, number of, of years, the, the conversation around fatty liver and uh, alcoholic um, uh, liver as well, that has really picked up too. This is this is a concern um, moving forward as um, as folks get older, isn't it? And, and how that's going to be treated. Uh, absolutely, because, um, you know, there are criteria, and, and of course, there's with regards to transplantation, and on the other hand, access to uh, livers. They, there are, as you're probably aware, the ability for some people to donate part of their liver and have that transplanted. But, you know, frankly, that that's much further down the road, and one would hope that if people are able to identify what risk zone they're they're drinking in, whether it's low, such as the one to two per week, moderate at three to six per week, or uh, increasingly high at seven plus, the, this is a preventable cause of death, disability, accidents, injuries, and so on. So people, if they're better informed, would be able to make better choices with regards to the, the amount and frequency that they consume alcohol and shift their health risk lower. Dr. Bott, is there any difference in uh, the type of alcohol that one drinks? Let's say uh, white wine compared to a brown liquor of some sort um, with uh, the impact on the body and, and, and uh, the, the dangers associated with them. No, it, it's it's all ethanol right across the board. And we describe a standard drink as 13.45 grams of ethanol. Well, who's going to be able to calculate that? <laughs> but but it amounts to um, 
the amount of alcohol in 12 ounces of 5% beer or cider, a 5-ounce glass of 12% wine, but sometimes wine is, is more than know, that. 14, 16%. Yeah. It's uh, 1.5 ounces of 40% spirits. So regardless of the type of alcohol, of, uh, alcohol beverage, um, in a standard drink, it's the same amount of alcohol. The challenge and why we're also calling for standard drink labeling is being able to say, well, you know, um, how many in this tall boy of beer, how many in this bottle of wine, how many can I have if I want to keep it down to uh, a lower risk area compared to where I was drinking before? You need to be able to measure in order to manage. Your thoughts on, on this, and, and I know I called you up to talk about uh, the, the drinking guidelines, but it seems, um, you know, especially maybe over the past number of years that there's been a real kind of drinking culture. I guess we, probably in North America we've had that for a long time, but maybe during the pandemic we saw even more of that. Uh, people were drinking uh, more heavily. Um, but drinking has become, you know, it's it's a part of parties. It's a part of going out. It's a part about, you know, lunch with friends and it's um, seemingly going to take a, a bit of a challenge to try to change that. You're absolutely right. We have an alcohol-centric culture in, in Canada and North America and, and indeed in many parts of the world. But when we look at drinking patterns within Canada, it's a bit surprising because 20% of Canadians are abstainers. 21% are in that one to two standard drink per week, low-risk zone already. 17% are in the three to six standard drink per week uh, or moderate zone. And that leaves about 40% of Canadians who are at that seven plus um, zone, that increasingly high risk zone. So that's 40% that, that really are the ones that we need to give this information to so they can make healthier, um, more informed choices. The, the other, so it, it's true that it's a cultural shift, but the other is that, um, you know, this is, this is a choice for folks. Mm -hmm. And we're not telling people how much to drink or not to drink. We're just saying, you know, from a health point of view, shift it down, less is better. Here's the information. This is what you should know about. Um, Dr. Butt, before I let you go, there's a, an online public consultation that the CCSA is doing. Tell us about that and how people can get involved. Absolutely. That's the phase that we're in now. So what we're releasing is our evidence review and our preliminary presentation of this information to the Canadian public. And we're asking for feedback on two things. One, for scientists or researchers, if you know of evidence that we may have missed, uh, pass it along. It has to hit a very high level of um, rigor, though, in terms of its mm -hmm. grade before we, we accept it, because there's a lot of problematic science out there. Secondly, uh, we, we want to know from the, the general public, are we presenting this in the right way? Are, are people able to get this? Are the takeaway points um, easy for them to understand and, and to put into play? Or is this approach where we're using risk zones, low, moderate, increasingly high, and the number of drinks attached to each, and providing information for people to make informed decisions that the right way to do this. Uh, there are lots of guidelines, and they kind of come across as finger-wagging, and you <laughs> should do this, and you should do that. What we're saying here is, hey, folks, here's the evidence. 
here's how we make sense of it on your behalf, and this is how we're presenting it. Is it helpful to you? Dr. Butt, sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you for this. Thanks so much. Yeah, take care. Dr. Peter Butt, the co-chair of Canada's Low-Risk Alcohol Drinking Guidelines. Uh, if you want to read more about it, all you have to do is Google it. I mean, it. Uh, the report was just released yesterday.